Haymaker Coffee Company was established in 2021 to create the best coffee to fuel the underdogs who perseveres, who hustles, and have the give-it-all mentality to achieve their American dream. Haymaker Coffee only roasts top-quality, specialty-grade coffee beans resulting in brews that satisfies those who demand every drop from their coffee and day. If you work hard, run hard, fight hard, and play hard, we have your coffee right here. And we're back. Stripe Show podcast, Thursday, September 1st. I am Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. Peter Ginsburg, one of the top lawyers in this country, uh, in particularly in sports, uh, he was part of Patrick Reed's team initially that sent the letter to Golf Channel and Patrick Reed. He will join us next week. Uh, we were going to do today, but we have moved it to next week. You're not going to want to miss that one. Uh, very smart guy. Pretty dialed in here on what's uh, on what's happening. A lot of lawsuits. Patrick Reed, of course, one of them. And then you've got uh, the antitrust uh, between the live golfers and the PGA Tour. So I want to catch back up with, up with him. Uh, he was on the podcast about a month ago, a little over a month ago, and uh, some fascinating insight from the legal standpoint. And as I told Aaron Olbehoser on on Tuesday on the podcast, I was like, you know, you guys are doing a great job up there articulating, talking about this, especially when you start getting into the weeds of these lawsuits, because it can be a little uncomfortable. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I have my opinions on a lot of the things that are going on, but at the end of the day, there's a, there's a legal matter here. There's a, a legal application and that's where the lawyers come in. And it's interesting to, to listen in on that and the dialogue that occurs from that on what's happening um, with a defamation case, an antitrust lawsuit, so much to learn. Um, so we'll get into that next week. Uh, working on Rich Lerner as well from Golf Channel. We, we always do our end of the year catch up with Rich and uh, always love his insight as well um, as he's been articulating and kind of navigating the waters, if you will, on live ch- on live television uh, on Golf Channel. So much to talk about here uh, in the world of professional golf. I'm going to start with Cam Smith's interview um, yesterday or press conference, I should say, uh, that occurred uh, in Boston where the Live Series is this week. They'll be in Boston and then they go to Chicago and then Bangkok, Thailand, and then over to Saudi Arabia and then back to Miami. Little run here, five events over the next two months. And then we're going to get into some instruction today. Uh, on my Instagram at Travis Holton Golf, I posted this video that had five swings, five common patterns that I see with mid handicap players. Okay. A little different. I'm going to put the swings up so you can see them. Thanks for joining me on video. Audio, I am going to articulate it very clearly. So if even if you're just listening, I'm going to explain to you the pattern and then what you need to do to fix it. You're going to learn something today in the world of the full swing. Uh, today's episode, Stripe Show Podcast, brought to you by About Golf Simulators. You can see it glowing in the backdrop here. 
Had a couple lessons already this morning, a couple more this afternoon. Then the junior series. I got to tell you, before I get into this uh, Cam Smith press conference, I got to tell you, this simulator, um, it's great for playing golf. The golf courses on here are spectacular. This simulator is fantastic, and it's even... Um, it, it's, it just gets even better the closer you get to the hole. Like it's really good on the short shot. Some simulators um, and launch monitors, they lose the ball as you get closer. Um, there's some that I think you get inside nine feet, it doesn't even let you putt it because it can't see it. But this simulator, it's really, really good. Um, not only in obviously full swing drivers, irons, but as you get closer, the short game shots, the putting, it's spectacular. It really is. Um, and then of course the application of teaching, as you can see behind me with the range and I got the cameras and the force plates and all that, but the games on this are fantastic as well. And, and, and the adults love it, but my goodness, do the kids love it? I am, I have been blown away with the junior series this year and just how much these kids love coming to this studio and training on this simulator. That's the facts. I mean, in fact, I, I, I called um, about golf on my way home yesterday and I told him, I was like, look, we are growing the game here. We are growing the game with this simulator um, in particularly in junior golf, because these kids love it. They, they walk out of here motivated. They can't wait to get back here, learn, play the games, get on the golf course, see themselves um, in video. It, it's cool stuff. It really is. And it, it makes me feel good because we've got a lot of, you know, good things happening here in the studio in the junior series and what's happening there with this about golf simulator is fantastic stuff. So thank you to about golf. Thank you to Glenn Fittich. Look at here. Got a little, might be a little early yet, although it's noon somewhere um, to maybe, you know, take a little sip of that. But anyway, Cam Smith um, went in front of the press conference yesterday in Live Series, and he was there with his mate from Australia, uh, Mark Leishman, who went with him. And that felt like a little bit of a package deal to me, you know, to go to Live, perhaps a little package deal, Cam, and then bring a leash with me. And, you know, they're going to do an event down in Australia, which is cool, right? They're going to get a, a professional event down there. And of course, I think about this a lot. You know, I'm in the media business with the Stripe Show podcast and I'm also a teacher and, you know, and, and there's so much to talk about here with the PGA Tour and the Live Series. And I've had my opinions and, and certainly um, have put it out there. And some agree, some push back uh, pretty aggressively to me. They tell me to get over it. This is, this is the way it is. You know, this is the future. And, and perhaps they're right. You know, perhaps they're right. This is the future. Live Golf is here. And what we're seeing in 54-hole events, no cut, music playing. I like my music. Don't get me wrong. Um, this, this whole Live series and, and what it entails and all this upfront money and all that. Like, maybe this is the future of professional golf. And we all just need to get on the train and, and go with it. But as I was listening to Cam Smith and it got me thinking about just how different like the old school mentality of professional golf is perhaps and what we're seeing now in this newer school mentality and this newer school mentality 
at the highest level um, is is definitely changing and, and it's being encouraged perhaps to unchange because of the amount of money that Liv has. I mean, if you have that amount of money and you can put that amount of money in front of influential people, you can change the narrative and you can change the way people think. I mean, that's the power of this amount of money. You can change the landscape of golf. And perhaps this is the direction. This is where we need to be going um, to attract the next era of, of golfers. Um, but as I was listening to Cam Smith and I was listening to Leash, it, it, it kind of got me making some notes. And I, I think about any professional getting to the highest level, the 0.001% that we see on the PGA Tour in your profession, the 0.001% of any profession, superstars of their craft, if you will. And you go back to the old way and there's always sacrifice, right? The sacrifice has to be there. You have to put time in your craft. In your craft. You have to be obsessed with it to be the very best that you can be. And the old way, right, is that the sacrifice, and you hear this from the greats of Jack Nicholas and Gary Player and when Arnold Palmer was alive, um, Tiger Woods, that the sacrifice was you sacrifice time from your family, right? You were on the road, you were traveling, you were practicing, you were playing in big events, you were doing um company outings, endorsements, charity, et cetera, et cetera. You would sacrifice time at being home with your family, your friends. You would miss events. You would miss weddings. You would miss birthday parties. You would miss significant things that happen in your personal life because of your pursuit of being the best that you can be in your craft. And and in this case, professional golf. And, and that's, that's the way it was. And of course the, the upside to that was you were going to be, you were going to make history. History was important. There was a legacy involved. Uh, you were playing in the biggest tournaments. You were winning those tournaments, major championships. You were putting yourself against the best every single week and trying to beat them and trying to be better than them and putting your record up against the history and those that came before you, the legacy of the PGA tour in this case. And you would sacrifice all of those things that were probably on the personal side to you to achieve all of those things in your profession. PXG has done it again with the launch of a new lineup of drivers, fairways, hybrids, and irons, the new Gen 5 golf clubs deliver significantly increased MOI, faster ball speeds, longer distances, and tighter dispersions, all coupled with the exceptional feel and sound golfers have come to expect from PXG. Schedule your custom fitting or buy online at pxg.com. And as I'm listening to, to Cam Smith, who, who's a, still a relatively young man who's entering the prime of his career, winning the Players Championship, winning the Open Championship, number two in the world. 
it's just the opposite now. You know, you can see the change in the shift or you can see the change in the thinking. You can see the change in the sacrifice. And I feel like in listening to Cam Smith, this is a significant moment. At least it just hit me as far as this mentality shift and what this is going to mean now, I think, uh, in the future of golf. Because Cam Smith is a face. Cam Smith is a superstar. And Cam Smith is a good guy. I don't know Cam Smith, but I know a lot of his friends, close friends. In fact, I played golf with them on Monday. And Cam Smith is a really good dude, really good dude. Um, and I think Cam Smith articulates himself very well. I really do. Um, I, I think he articulates the way that, um, that he's thinking extremely well. And I think people are going to follow Cam Smith. He's a significant get for LIV. But you look at the new way here as it kind of hit me, and I'm just kind of saying old way, new way, however you want to label it. But you, you look at what Cam Smith has done now at his age. Okay. You look at what, what Joaquin Neiman has done at his age, young, young professional. The sacrifice is no longer the old way, the family, the friends, missing weddings, birthday parties, events. Yeah, you're, there's always going to be some of that. But the sacrifice is playing in the biggest tournaments. Right now, we don't know how this is going to pan out with the major championships. But at this point in time, you, you would have to think that there's a significant chance that Cam Smith is not going to be able to play in major championships. He's not going to be able to defend his title at the Players' Championship. He's sacrificing the biggest events. He's sacrificing legacy. He's sacrificing putting himself over a period of time, a sustained period of time, perfecting his craft to history, to the best players that have come before him. That's the sacrifice now for Cam Smith. That's the sacrifice uh, in the new way because he wants to be there in Australia. He wants to spend more time with his family, his friends, and, 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 and more power to him. I, I'm not saying that's a negative at all. I'm just saying that you can see the shift here in what's happening. It is happening right now before us. And I think the Cam Smith get for LIV is going to move this even further. The Joaquin Neiman. Now this stuff is getting in a different stratosphere. It's no longer guys at the end of his career. Mark Leishman, for all intents and purposes, is towards the end of his prime. Mark Leishman's probably not going to win a major championship. Mark Leishman's probably not going to win the Players' Championship. Neither is Lee Westwood. Uh, neither is Ian Poulter. Neither is Graham McDowell. Like, okay, I get it. Go get your money. Pat Perez. Um, Dustin Johnson, yeah, okay, he's kind of in the middle there, right? There's still a lot of upside there. Uh, getting into his mid-30s and Brooks Kepka, still some upside there. Bryson, we know, young professional. If you kind of started there, you could see other interests that were important to Bryson. Um, this entourage from his social media aspect, that's important to him, and he wants to be able to do that. Now, all of this becomes this shift in thinking. It all becomes a reality 
because of the significant amount of money that is being paid up front. And that's what the money is doing. It's shifting the, it's shifting the whole boat here, this whole professional golf ecosystem in a completely different way. And you're, and you're seeing now the way that I think perhaps this younger generation thinks that the sacrifice is a bit reverse. It's a bit reverse now as far as what's being sacrificed to be able to make the kind of money that they want to make um, and be well beyond, obviously, with guaranteed money with live. Um, and what that's going to mean as far as a trickle down to the next generation of players. So it's just fascinating to me. It, it really is. Um, I'll watch live golf this weekend. Like I said, I'm not a live golf hater. I, I can see and understand some of the things, but I'm also going to say to you, look, I'm uncomfortable with where the money's coming from. I don't think it's in the end. Some of the things that I just defined there is the best for professional golf long-term. Like I'm entitled to that opinion. Like I, I just, I'm just not. And, and, and spare me with, well, where do you think the gas came from in your car? You're going to, you're going to get electric. I'm going to spare me with that. This is a totally different thing. It's okay to be uncomfortable with where the money's coming from. It's okay to, to have an opinion of, I don't think this is the best professional golf. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. And this shift in thinking and what players are going to sacrifice, perhaps this new legacy, this new history, this team format that seems to be important to, to these players. Um, music playing on the golf course, which I like. I like music playing on the golf course. I like to have beers on the golf course. I like to smoke a cigar on the golf course. Does that mean I want my professional golfers to be out there doing all that. I mean, I don't know. I want them to be at peak performance. You know, personally, I like to see Cam Smith play against all of the other better players and how that stacks up over a period of time and the history and the legacy of these events that I grew up with. That's just me. But I can also see the other side that maybe this is the new beginning of the next generation. And this may be what we need to increase those demographics. I just made the example behind me about golf simulators. I wouldn't have thought that 10 years ago. That indoor golf is perhaps the best way to get young kids into the game and motivate them at a young age to learn technique and love the game. So we have to be open-minded to that. So that's that. I'm going to start here in the podcast. Let's get into some instruction. Let's get into some instruction. Watch this. Those listening on audio, what I just did right there, you heard that thump. It's right. It's big speed, baby. That's me. Seven iron. I get a lot of questions. How far do you hit your clubs? I hit my seven iron about hundred and comfortably 70. Now I can go more, but 170 PXG gen five. It's about where I'm at. Now what I did here, watch this club hit. It goes in. Up and then over. Do you know how many times I see that? In, up, and over. Watch the club. It in behind my hands early, then up. Then you have nowhere to go but then back over it. Now, lower handicaps who take the club head too far inside will return it from the inside. So watch this club head again. It'll go in, and then they'll return it back from the inside. If you do that, you're probably a lower handicap player. You can hit a push draw. 
the mid to higher handicaps go in, up, and then back over. So you have to reverse that. Okay. You have to reverse that. And the first step to reversing it is you've got to get the club head to work more out, more out and up. A key component, a key directional movement to this is up. Okay. Now you can see that red bag there just to the right of my golf ball. That's Haymaker Coffee. I like to use the bag there to kind of help the direction of the club once in a while. So what I'm going to try to do is take that club head. I'm going to try to get the club head working up, up the line of that Haymaker Coffee bag. And as I work it up and turn, the club head will feel like it's outside my hands. Okay. Hands in, club head out. If you do that, then you can turn. Okay, then you can turn. When I see inside takeaways, I see the turns get sacrificed, compromised, because it gets in. Now you can't turn. You got to lift your arms. If you keep the club head out, then you can get a deeper turn into the right hip. Then you can shallow it back to the inside. I hope that makes sense to you. Because if you are this pattern, I would strongly encourage you to fix it. And I get a lot of questions, which program should I use? If this is you, what I would do, I would probably do Operation Baby Drop. Because you're probably, if you're in, up, and over, you're probably hitting kind of a pull fade. So I would do Operation Baby Drop to fix this swing shape right here. Now, you can get Operation Baby Draw on the website, TravisFultonGolf.com. Click Training Programs. The bundle is the best deal in golf, but look, OBD, number one training program, absolute cash. You'll love it. 10 videos in order. Here we go. Last time you'll ever see this again. If this is you, last time you ever see it. In, up, over, get rid of that. That's like fingernails on the chalkboard. Let's go to the next one. Glenn Fittich, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey is expertly crafted and made with extraordinary care. Each single malt is a work of perfection. Which one is this here? Let's see here. Watch this. So here's video number two. Which one is this? Let's see. Okay. So video number two, this is the lower trash, lower trajectory. Watch this. You get that deep thump steep. Watch steep. Look at that. Up, down. Okay. Now, you get that steep action. Up, down, lower trajectory, kind of smothering it, deep divots. Usually in this case, well, in this case, the club face is in a pretty good position. And you'll see here when I take it back, the club face is looking down, the toes down. I'm not rotating the face. The club face is in good, is in good shape. But you also see in the swing, like I'm kind of out over my toes. Right, and my lead arm's going up, down. Right, up, down. Um, this is kind of a good technique if the ball's sitting down or in the rough and you need to really go down and get it. But there's not a lot of depth in this swing. It's not working around me. And one of the things that you can't see is from face on here is my head is very much on top of the ball or maybe even in front of it, okay? In this pattern, what I see players do is I see them when it's up down with a pretty strong face, 
and, and the divots deep and the trajectory is low, as the club gets longer, they struggle. Okay. They struggle. So what you, you want to do here is you want to set up to where you're more behind it at address, get the ball position a little forward, get tilted behind it. And now that your head starts behind it, it can return behind it. And that's big in getting the trajectory up. The second thing is, is you want to be able to turn and get a little bit more loaded into the right heel. And these are some subtle things that, that will help. And if you're thinking, if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking to yourself, look, I am, I am this guy. I am this out in front, steep, gouging divots, low trajectory. You need to get behind it. Now in this, what I would do as far as this program, I would do total driving because total driving is all about getting you behind it, getting a good turn, staying behind it, getting the swing shape more, say, merry-go-round versus Ferris wheel. So total driving would be really good for you here. Yeah, you like that noise in the backdrop? That's pretty sweet, isn't it? Um, as they put in a, in a studio above me. Yes. So shallow it out, get behind it, get it turn deep into the right heel, then return behind it, watch that launch angle go up, and you'll still get the benefits of that club face and increase the launch angle. Here we go. Next one, number three. This one got a little bit of feedback when I posted it. Check this out. Now, this trajectory is going way up. This is super high and still relatively straight. Okay, so this is the opposite. Why well, I hit the ball straight up in the air. So in the case before, the lower trash, we're out in front. We probably got shaft lean, handle ahead, in this one, we're probably a little behind it, but we don't have Shaftley. Okay. And what I see here, and this is, this is a tough one to fix. I got to be honest with you. Okay. And the reason this is a tough one to fix is because of the club face. Now it's a little harder to see here, but that club face is I'm rotating the face more open going back. If you looked at it at the top of the swing, the toe will be hanging straight down. Let me see if I can stop that. Check this out. Now, I was just a touch late, but the toe, the toe is pointing down. You can't really see a lot of the face from the target line view. And I kind of have two options from there. If I rotate the face and I get it open at the top, I either come, I, I either kind of come over it and swing left to try to get the face looking more left. And I hit this pull fade. And that's tough because as the club gets longer, we start spinning it more. We're sacrificing a ton of distance. A mid handicap, even a lower handicap, what they do with the face open is they actually bring it down a pretty good swing plane coming down, but then they let the shaft out at the bottom. Kind of a little bit of a scooping mechanism, which serves as a squaring mechanism, but you sacrifice shaft lane. So what you need to do here is you need to get the face stronger, either by making the grip a little stronger to the right and or flexing the lead wrist a little bit more. So when you get to the top, you can see the face is looking a little more to the sky. Now what happens here, and this is why it's so difficult to fix is that when the face gets more shut, you bring it down and you still kind of let it go, right? You still scoop it a little bit early release because you think you need that as a squaring mechanism. You know where the ball goes about 50 yards left. <laughs> So now you've taken a pretty straight hitter who hits it nowhere because they're not getting any distance. 
because they're adding loft to the face as that squaring mechanism. And they're like, damn, now I'm hitting the left. So you have to, you gotta, you gotta kind of teach them this person. A, here's what we got to do to get the face more closed. And B, you got to have them hit some little swings, punch shots to educate shaft lean. Okay. To get some shaft lean at impact um, through impact. I think in this particular example, um, I used to have a program called Iron Game. I'm actually bringing that back this fall. Look, look, look for that. I would actually go to Operation Drip Fade here uh, because in Operation Drip Fade, I'm still going to teach you to get the face in a, in a pretty strong position, but then I'm going to show you how to get some shaft lean and turn left. Okay. So look, a little more difficult. Hopefully that makes sense, right? This one more complicated than the one before. And it's because of club face. This club face is open the way you're squaring it is the reason you've plateaued as far as distance, okay? The one before that, lower trash, you were just out in front. Club face was good. Got you more behind it, got you deeper turn, got you returning behind it. Club face is still the same. This one, change the face and change the shaft link. Takes a little bit more time. Hopefully that makes sense. Let's go to the next one. Oh my God, where am I aiming? So this player aims left, swings left, brings it back. Okay. Mid handicap. I would say the lower handicap would aim right and swing out to the right and hit a draw. Okay. You see, the reason I pointed this one up is I think every golfer at some point should learn how to go and hit a draw at some point. Most players are erring with the ball going to the right. And this particular player just aims left and plays it. Okay. And they can get around the golf course relatively well. Usually as the club gets longer, you struggle more. So this player comes and says, everything's left to right, but I can play it. All right. But I want to hit a draw. All right. Well, we got to go the other way. If you want to quit curving it to the right, you've got to aim more right, which is hard to wrap your mind around. So usually you get them to set up with the ball position, not as forward. You get them to aim more right. You get them to swing a little bit more around and you get them to swing a little more out to right field. And you can imagine how Operation Baby Draw is going to be perfect for you here. I find players that aim left. They aim more left as the club gets longer. Okay. So as you fix this, you, you, with an iron, you might get them to aim what feels like three or four, five, three or four yards to the right. But when they get to the driver, they got to feel like they're aiming 10 to 15 to the right. Okay. Feel and real can be very different here. Um, so aim left, swing left, all day pull fades. Aim right, swing right, push draw. Learn how to draw it, folks, if you had never had. Learn it. Through the bag. Operation Baby Draw. That's why it's the number one training program. Last one. Check this out. This one is usually a, got some strength with this player. And you can see how it's just very much kind of arms and hands. Like for those just listening here, I'm, my feet are planted. I'm not really turning my hips at all. This is like a predominantly like a torso arms and hands swing. Imagine my legs in quicksand or imagine my legs are like in, um, I don't know, glue, mud. 
and I'm just using my upper body to swing the club back and through. And this player can usually hit the ball pretty straight if the club face is good. You know, you can kind of get that, get that grip good, club face good. They can usually hit it pretty straight, but it's very much an up and down swing and they're not using their legs at all. So I want to finish the podcast today with this because look, I, I think as we, as we get older, right. And I've made this statement before I'm spending more time trying to lengthen players swings out. And to do that, I've got to get them to use their legs more. Okay. In particularly in the back. And look, change of knee flex is real. And you know, you look at kind of the, I think the evolution of the golf swing, you go back to the classical swing in the backswing players would have change of knee flex. They would turn the right hip. They'd let the right knee kind of straighten up a little bit. They'd let the left knee point behind, take away knee flex in the trail knee, add a little bit in the front knee in the backswing. And then from there, go get it. Turn your hips. If you don't turn your right hip back, lose a little knee flex. You're kind of sacrificing a lot and you're putting more pressure on the back, right? And you're, and you're putting uh, more emphasis on the flexibility of just the thoracic spine. So yes, turn your shoulders and your chest, but, but kind of feel like your hips are opening up the gate more to do that and turn that right hip. And then secondly, if you're a flat footed player through impact, one of the things that's helpful is to feel like you've got air under your right heel as you're turning and hitting it, get off that right heel. Okay. And that'll be encouraged if that'll be encouraged if you turn more dynamically in the backswing. So get your hips turning, change of knee flex going back. And then as you come down, turn, let the left knee straighten up and get off that right heel by the time you hit it in route to a finish where that right foot comes up. All right. Total driving is all about kind of maximizing some of this lower body action too. I talk about it in great detail. In fact, video three is all about the lower body in the backswing. So that's a really good video. Anyway, here's five patterns. We had some fun with it. Um, hopefully this helps. Remember, you can do online lessons with me. You can go to my website, purchase one or a series of five. They work. I give you a full analysis and then I actually shoot a game plan for you. Okay. And, and provide other videos to support the game plan. But this was fun today. It's been a great week. We appreciate you being here. Um, it's about noon. So I might be sipping on this a little. Now I got a couple more lessons, so I need to wait. Um, but thank you for being here. As uh, we have big, big guests coming up starting next week, Peter Ginsburg. Hopefully we'll get Rich Lerner 